Loading snacks. What's good, Loading Snacks Universe? The boy Jokes here at Home Gate. I got the homie Spin, and it is time for another episode of Spoiler Boys. Gentlemen, we have reached the end of season two of Loki. Um, We're here to discuss episode six titled Glorious Purpose, which is I like this full circle thing for Loki that they that they've done with them Um, because the first episode of season one was also called Glorious Purpose. Um, so I thought this was a kind of a cool way to end things out, but let's go ahead and go around and let's get some ratings on what we thought as far as the episode. Uh, Sin, where are you at? Uh, I'm between the eight and the nine. Gage? The eight. Sin, I'm kind of where you're at. I'm between the eight and the nine, but right now I'm going to say an eight. But I think this one may be talking me up to a nine, depending on when we walk through this. Um, but overall, um, I think it was a solid entry to to the season. So let's just go ahead and jump on in and talk about it. Um, before we get to the actual show itself, something kind of cool that they did. Um, I don't know how, like, with time movies and stuff, this is like, I think this is the first time that this has been done. But they did the typical MCU Marvel scroll opening the show, but they did it in reverse. I thought that was I thought that was kind of kind of cool that they did to open the show up. Um, it was weird for a second, but then I was like, yeah, Loki, time makes sense. So I thought that was a little interesting piece that they did to to start the show out. Um, but of course, show kicks off, and we pick right back up where Loki, of course. Return to the TVA right before the loom impending destruction occurred for it. Uh, Loki, of course, jumps back, time slips back into that current version of himself, and he realizes, all right, let's go ahead and let's try this again. Um, only slight difference he did once he got back, he kind of moved things a little bit quicker to try to get Victor Timely down the ramp and to actually put the thing in the uh, thing to shoot off to the loom. Um, but of course it ended up still failing. <laughs> um, didn't really change anything at that point. Uh, so it was like, all right, time slipping. It looks like we're about to try this out a couple more times to see if we can get things right. <laughs> um, so of course we start to see Loki time slipping and going back and just trying to fix very small subtle things to give him more time to see if he can get victor timely down the ramp uh to shoot off the prototype into the loom but we find out that even just a little bit of time just just wasn't enough uh now so far before we go into all of the the jumping backs and talking about some certain points how do we feel right now about what is having to happen to try to stop the loom from exploding gauge where are you at i mean i'm kind of bored to be honest with you because i told y'all when we talked about this like last episode and probably the episode before it loki's gonna have to do it this is wasting my time (laughs) not even like like bro when they flashed on screen when my man was just like 
hey, though, how long is it going to take for me to learn everything I need to know about quantum physics? And I was like, everything you need to know about quantum physics. <laughs> he, was, he was like, mechanics, and then, physics, engineering. My man was like, centuries, decades. And then that joint was like, centuries later, I was like, are you kidding me, though? <laughs> you, like, for real, I, in my head, I'm like, yo, he he gotta be the one to go down the joint. Why are we doing this, dog? You know what I'm saying? It was cool. Like, for real, I, I watching him do what he was doing to the point where he was like annoying to Mobius. <laughs> it almost seemed like Mobius was starting to remember or something. Really? Like, <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you acting like that? Trust me, it's gonna work. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he no. just was like rushing people, like. It was cool, but man, Slim got the patience of a saint, of a god. <laughs> I mean, again, this is somebody who's already like probably 1,500 years old or something like that. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I guess centuries is kind of, it's not a blink of an eye, but you know, whatever. Like, when you say centuries to somebody who's already 1500 years old, I, I mean, I guess that's much. like saying like it's a couple years or, you know what I'm saying? It's going to take some hours, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, I, you know, I don't really know how to, how to quantify what that really means, but I know when it flashed on screen for me, I was like, nah, he I didn't. Stop. they didn't do this for centuries, dog. Like he didn't. I think there's something significant about that 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 we could get into later, but like, nah, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, because first thing I thought about what he said, what it said centuries later, I was like, man, this dude complained about falling for 30 minutes. Now we Correct. try to go back <laughs> and do this for a whole, for centuries. Like, that's nuts. Uh, Sin, where are you at? Oh, I'm in the same place James was. <laughs> like, once he comes out there and he's talking to time and everything and like yeah you know you, you volunteer you're gonna go i'm like no loki that's not how this works it's clear you're gonna have to be the one to walk down so now i'm wasting an hour of all of this because we know he has to walk down at this point like it was don't get me wrong it was you know some funny moments some entertaining moments with all that you know him when victor time is walking down the loom finally and the way he's like just kind of just Motivate. so calm just take your time motivating my don't man. do that you know what I mean? Like he's done it so many times before. Like it was cool, but it, it was it was the yeah, upper gauge. Like we know where this has to go. Let, let's let's speed this along. Why are we doing this for centuries upon centuries? Loki, you just switch places and just you know go do it. I'll be honest. I kind of wanted to see the, the the time when he put the joint down and it rolled off. Rolled off, rolled off the off. edge. I said the same thing. Kind of wanted to see that joint. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Just because he said it so like, listen. He listen, he grabbed my man like by his collar. And was like, do not. Whatever you do. Do like, not. That, that was that one time when like, he almost had it and then that happened. It's like. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's why I feel like he probably flung off. In that moment, everybody in the room probably saw what Loki act like. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. They could have gave me that in like an after credit or something. That <laughs> would have been dope. But yeah. I dig it. Uh, I thought one of the funnier ones when he was going back was when he had to go back and interrupt Miss Minutes 
ask for help. Miss like, Minutes, like, listen, I know you're upset and all this, but I need help in trying to fix this issue right now. <laughs> brought Tommy out of there. I thought that was hilarious. Um, so multiple, multiple times over centuries. Um, I still, for a second, I was like, okay, this this still isn't going to work, and we're going to have to figure something else out. But hey, with the motivation, telling Tommy what to do. Don't don't sit the the thing down on the uh, on the ramp, and it finally was able to put it in, shoot it off, and get it to the loom. I was like, "All right, we 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 rolling here. We got things working. Centuries helped out." But then he told Timely, "It's like, yeah, come back." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, so it looks like Timely is gonna be one of those points that he just has to get white regardless." I was for sure, dude was not gonna make it back down into the room to actually be safe i was pretty sure he was going to end up getting dust at the time closed the door sadly we lost timely but you know what mission was a success um but quickly we find out that even though they were able to get it out to the loom it started to expand and those timelines were going through readings were reading properly but then all of a sudden it was like "Mm -mm, something's wrong and we quickly as something we kind of knew already the, the fact that these timelines, these branches that are occurring, they're infinite. And Timely, unfortunately, realized this and was like, you know, it's a scaling problem. Uh, we can't equivalent to infinite. And we find out that the loom still can't handle it. And, of course, we're right back in the same place. Uh, I like you, dog, but I swear you just made up a word. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> That's hey, a real word. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Wait, we, can't, we can't equivalent to <laughs> we, can't, we can't do it. <laughs> it's too early. Oh, well, it's never too early. Man. It's never too early. <laughs> uh, but of course, at this point, you know, Loki's a little bit stuck on like what to do at this point um but he realizes he's got to go back and figure something out so at this point he goes ahead and time slips and he goes ahead and he time slips back to the end of season one uh at the end of time uh to the point where uh sylvie him and he who remains of course are, are in are in the room and we're trying to just kill he who remains and tries to go to stop sylvie but we run into it again kills him and now we got to go back playing this loop over and over again trying to stop sylvie um needless to say i don't know how many times exactly that occurred but of course it, it was a ridiculous amount of times she was washing she, she was washing my man every single time i don't know about you but but the sound that victor time or uh he who remains just does when he gets shanked by by Sylvie every single <laughs> I'm just like man that, that just, just sounds bad but um, they go back and forth and of course at the point Loki already is getting Sylvie's moves down so you know he's just calm about it just saying Sylvie can't do this can't do this and then he gets to the point where she goes to throw her, her sword at he who remains he stops it throws it or it knocks it down he's like why, why, why don't you just stop her? Like, why don't you, why don't you defend yourself right now from her killing you? Uh, 
like I, I, I was laughing at that. Like, dude's just still chill sitting behind the desk. And then he starts realizing that, oh, Loki, he, he's doing the time slipping thing. And he pulls this little pad out and stops Sylvie in time. I don't know about y'all. I was like, this dude could have done this the whole entire time <laughs> while they've been fighting. But of course, this is all a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we think about this this instance between the three of them going down in there, Sim? Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, him trying to get past Sylvie, and it, it was clearly not working. Uh, even the conversation where he stopped the fight, like you said, he's having a conversation with Loki about, oh, no, no, like, you think I just was going to let her kill me? Like, no, th- this is all part of the process. Like, you, you don't even know how to stop, you don't know how to pause time yet. Like, then seeing that Loki did know how to, like, he kind of reverse it, so that he didn't know how to pause time. This is the first time we did this. We've been, I, I've been doing this for a while. I've learned a lot. I, I personally enjoyed their conversation there. I just like the way he, he plays He Who Remains. Uh, just the banter that they had with it. Uh, but yeah, that was it was, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite points of the episode. I think that conversation, I will say. I dig it. Uh, just that whole conversation between them, you know, trying to figure things out. Uh, he Who Remains knowing that, oh, you're having an issue with the loom and with the scale like it's just the way my man is talking to loki right now just like listen i know this bro i'm sitting here in the time i've seen this i know what it is that you're trying to do and he kind of just i don't want to say he throws victor timely under the bus but it's like you think it's a scaling issue <laughs> it's not a scaling issue he started it's, making fun of how he talks to stutter <laughs> hey <laughs> like you're very what but who really cares uh gage what did, what did you think of it Bored, dog. <laughs> Not wasting my time. Let's get to it, dog. Nah, cause for real, like you, you, you telling me this man went reverse time enough and time slipped enough that he could learn quantum physics and he couldn't learn to whoop Sylvie ass. I'm not buying. It. <laughs> I'm not buying it, bro. This is a problem for me. You know what I'm saying? Like. All right, I'm like, all right, so we must, we just gonna do this over and over again until every move she could possibly make, he knows every one of them and he can stop everything. She's because there's no way, like, it just doesn't make any sense. He should have been able to punish her, he should have been able to beat the brakes off of her, even if he ain't kill her. He should have been able to knock, you can't knock this youngin' out. You, you, you can't, you can't Loki trick her into a wall or something. Like, I don't, I just, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm very unsatisfied with this, with this, with this. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. We've been at this for centuries, and and like, and like, we learned all of this information, and we can do all this stuff perfectly, and yet, you know, if you fight this same same person a couple hundred times, which is what it seemed like, mm-hmm. hey, slam, you ought to be like. I think, really, honestly, what it does is it speaks to the stubbornness of loki Mm -hmm. just how stubborn loki really is and how fixated loki becomes on trying to do things the way that he thinks they're supposed to be done because in his head he's already decided that's what's supposed to happen right this is what has to happen so i have to i have to find a way to stop her without killing her he knows he really needs to kill her technically you know what i mean in order to stop it from happening 
And what he's doing is he is reliving it over and over again to try to do something different that isn't the thing that actually solves the problem. And so he doesn't, he knows it, but he doesn't know it. Because even when Victor, when, when, when he who remains stops Sylvie and says, you know, look, bro. By this point, I would have thought you would have learned how to pause time, how to, you know, whatever. You think this is the first time we had this conversation? And Loki says to him, you think this is the first time we had this conversation? It's the first time we had this conversation, right? So Loki does know. He does remember. But he doesn't want to do what is necessary. Which, if he does what, what he who remains is basically forcing him to do, it means he has to kill Sylvie. And he doesn't want to kill Sylvie. Now, to be honest, dog, why? I don't know. I don't I don't know why Loki doesn't just want to kill Like, you had a few moments with her. I mean, I, I get it. I, I can understand the idea of him being like, well, I'm a different Loki. I don't want to just kill. I don't want to kill people. You know what I'm saying? Anymore. Um, and at this point, I guess yeah, he has spent centuries with this person in some in some manner, right? But <clears throat> the idea of him trying to figure out how it is that he can solve for the problem in a way that isn't something that he who remains has already figured out. And it turns out that he who remains is sitting behind the desk allowing her to kill him because he does not want to be there anymore. He wants to die. He he has every intention of no longer being alone by himself at the end of time. And he wants Loki to figure out that he needs to be the person who's there. Like he his entire purpose is to put Loki in that position. And so Loki just being stubborn. And so I think it's cool because it speaks to how stubborn he is. And you really get a good, a good idea of him just like, no, this is, I wanted to be this way. I think he knows that that's what it is. And he's just refusing. He's trying to figure out any other way possible to do it. Because clearly he could punish her. Clearly he could punish her. So it's actually really interesting dig it um but deeper into the conversation of course loki starts having with he who remains um you know the main thing was talking about the loom and trying to figure the the issue out so they could try to repair it um but then he remains ends up telling them that you know the loom is just a fail safe and like the only job that it really has the only job it has is to protect the sacred timeline and when something like of course what is occurring right now happens it just destroys all the other branch times in order to try to just save the one timeline. So I think that was that one piece of information that Loki got that was like, well, that's what started changing the way that he was going to have to do the plan and realizing at that point that the only way through this is the fact that I'm going to have to kill Sylvie. Um, and, you know, Loki is trying to is trying to juggle that thought, but like you said gage he just he doesn't want to do it he wants to try to figure something else out so after getting that tidbit of information uh it realizing that he and his words he has to to change this equation 
um, you know, he sees an equation written on the board and realizes, you know, I can't do this the way that I was trying to. Um, he decides to time slip and literally take us all the way back in, in the beginning of season one, where he's sitting in the room with Mobius when he's doing like that first interview with him and trying to understand what makes Loki Loki. Um, and, you know, he Loki pretty much just stops the conversation, obviously been there beforehand and just pretty much like, listen, I, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to do. You want to find out what makes Loki Loki. And he kind of went through the whole entire thing. And Mobius is like, all right, you, you got the playbook. You know what this is going to be about. Let's let's go ahead and talk about it. But in this point, this is where Loki is starting to have the conversation with Mobius about that making that hard decision that he doesn't want to do but he's knowing that it's probably what it is that he has to do in order for things to change and Mobius gives him a story about he tries to be vague about it but clearly we know that he's talking about himself um, about a hunter needing to, to do what needs to be due to get the mission done um, and I, I think I'm on the page I'm not 100% sure because at this time like I know Mobius doesn't know anything about his past, but he comes to a point where he finds out that, you know, like 5,000 people get wiped out that have no business getting wiped out from um, this eight-year-old child. Um, his brother was in the water, and in order to save, they had to prune the eight-year-old child. But of course, Mobius is unable to do so. And I'm feeling like this is not him necessarily obviously not remembering that you know he has his two sons but it seems like it's like a part of that memory like preventing him from doing this i mean granted i can only imagine what it's going to be like that hey you find out you now have to prune slash kill an eight-year-old kid to save the sacred timeline uh but in that moment of hesitation of course multiple hunters were killed these five thousand other people were killed so another hunter had to step in and do the deed in order to make sure the greater good was saved at this point. And Mobius had a lot of ways of twisting the whole glorious purpose thing that Loki always says over and over again. Um, you know, it's kind of that purpose that, you know, you have to do, but it ends up not being so glorious about it. How do we, how do we feel about the conversation that they have with each other? I think it was good. I think it was necessary for Loki to hear all that so he can have some perspective to make the decision that he was going to make with killing Sylvie. You know, just the greater good, like take her out and we save all of this type of deal. Like sometimes you have to do what you got to do. I think it was necessary for him to hear it. Mm -hmm. But I think once he learned it, it was like, you know, positions change a little bit. Uh, Gage, what, what do you think? I think he. With the knowledge that he has of who Mobius is and and his ability to to to, to kind of step in with oh, Renslayer, like now I get it, you know what I mean, and understanding that Mobius couldn't do it because of the remnants of who he was, him being a father and having, you know, two sons of his own that were like in that age range, kept him from being able to do the job that he was supposed. to to do if if Loki hadn't had that knowledge of what Mobius's previous life was even though Mobius doesn't know it in that moment you know that they're talking about it 
um i you know i think i think it changes things he he needed that perspective and he needed to be able to say oh, okay well now i get it it's Renslayer. i i i see i know what it i know what it was now you know what i mean so I think it's a, I, I think it is one of those moments that's important because it allows us to get full circle. You know, a lot of times, very often in these shows, yeah. you know, circle back and close some of those loopholes. And, um, I, you know, this is a loophole that kind of is left over from season one where, you know, it they never really did discuss what happened between Mobius and Renslayer or how they knew each other or what they were they a couple you know what i mean like just like you don't really get that information and so now you have that and so i thought it was cool to actually go back and 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 clear that up dig it um but of course you know they have that conversation and then it kind of puts into perspective what it is loki needs to do uh you know he i, I thought my man had cuffs on but i guess they uncuffed them at that point but you know, I think it was still weird how like he got up and like shook Mobius's hand like where they were supposed to be having like this that interrogation piece but, mm-hmm. but whatever um shook his hand and of course Loki gets ready to time slip out the whole entire that timeline just evaporates in front I just I just love how they do the whole shat uh shredding time like the unraveling like, I, I just love how they do that um but after that of course uh, he time slips back to the end of where we are, episode five, um, right before Sylvie gets ready to be erased. You know, everybody else, we see them go back through that timeline, getting ripped to shreds. Um, but this is where he's getting ready to start talking with Sylvie, and he ends up, you know, moving them outside of time. You know, she starts questioning him. Is like, wait a minute, what? Like, what? He's like, you know, I've I figured out how to control time slipping. You know, I moved this outside of time. And this is where he starts having the conversation with her about him knowing what it is that needs to be done uh, to stop everything from happening. Of course, she figures it out real quick that it's got to be stopping her from killing he who remains will undo everything. Um, and she's like, I, don't, I like, I, I guess it's you coming to get my blessing to to kill me. <laughs> it's so it clearly is like no, but. Like, she clearly understands, and when he explains to her about the whole, the loom being just a fail-safe for everything, doesn't surprise her at all. Um, but, you know, when this conversation occurs, this is where things shift once more, and Loki piecing together the fact that, okay, maybe there's another way that we can go about this. Because, um, like, at the end of the day, like, he doesn't, he doesn't want to kill Sylvie, but he's He's almost come to the point now where he had he understands that this is going to be the only way to do this. So he who remains will remain at the end of time and being able to watch over things. Um, I thought their conversation was pretty interesting, it was brief, like it was only for a couple of minutes. Um, but this is what gives Loki the motivation to finally do what you said from the beginning what we knew was gonna have to be done to walk the plank <laughs> and once he step once- onto the bifrost my guy <laughs> we waited through all this to get on the walk the stupid bridge come on let's get to it so at this point he time slips back to what I'll say is current time and you know he, he takes the quick look he takes the quick look around the room and realizes that you know what it's got to be him 
and you know he slowly walks down the steps and everybody's just just staring at him like like Loki, what are you, what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing right now but of course he gets to the end of the steps closes the barrier off that door and so nobody else can come through there to try to stop him at this point mobius and sylvia of course try to come after him um and this is where he kind of gives that brief little you know you know i i know what it is that i have to do i know what type of god i have to become and it's just seeing what 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 you guys saying I no i'm laughing jason's face <laughs> <laughs> And what God he has to become. And, you know, Sylvie talking to Mo is like, listen, I got to get out there. And at one point I thought, okay, she's about to do something to stop the whole thing. But ends up not being. Loki, of course, uses his powers, opens the door. First thing, a man walks out there. So first thing I'm like, okay, Loki, I know you're a god and all, but are you about to go out here and just get disintegrated by, by everything that's going out there? And my man has no no weakness at all and just you can see it's hitting him it's shredding the the tva clothes as he starts walking down uh the pathway to get to the end um and of course we get a new traditional low-key suit i guess will be the way to say it green outfit green cape comes out horns come back it's like a, a loki we really haven't seen in a while here um, but of course the rest of them Mobius and all of them all they can honestly do is just stand there and watch what it is that Loki is doing um, and he gets to the end and I guess initially were you guys thinking that he was going to try to attempt to fix the loom or did you have it in there that he was just going to go ahead and destroy the loom at that point in time did y'all did y'all think that that was what he was going to do I had no clue what he was going to do I know mm-hmm. whatever it was was, was going to be the end of it I didn't know what he was going to do until it started happening no, I didn't. <clears throat> nope. I, you know, I <laughs> at this point, bro, who knows how many times you think he walked that plank, bro? Before I, I think it was one time. Nah. I, I think it nah, was one time. I think that's the only time he did it. I, you know, <laughs> I nah, I mean I don't I don't know what he was gonna do. I just knew whatever he was doing was gonna work. Because right. he walked out there and my man clothes started shredding. He was a G, hey. capital G, for God. God. <laughs> he just, he, you know, he visually this joint was was oh. gorgeous. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, it was fire. Um, incredible. Like he just him, you know, again stepping onto the Bifrost, and 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 you know taking that walk again. It's 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 full circle for this Loki. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, watching him just grab time mm-hmm. by the throat, bro. <laughs> like, grab time and just be like, well, let me just whip this joint the way I want it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that lovely and, green. You know, I know you was loving it. <laughs> and they like, you know, what are you, you know, what's he doing? And, and so he's like, he's giving us a chance, mm-hmm. right? Like, her her interaction with him when they talk about her killing him i mean him killing her um and her saying that that's not what free will is free will is like even if you know you're gonna lose having the option to fight like being given the option to choose to fight because you know that you can like without that you you 
it really isn't even it's not free will right and and that's what you know you're supposed to be be after and that coming to that realization as a as a loki for her when she's lived through what she's lived through right when she says like i've been to the end of like thousands of timelines you know what i mean i've seen it i've seen that destruction over and over again um and him being a person who basically has spent his entire life orchestrating chaos right to now be at a, in a place where he's like all right well yeah the, the chaos of what life is the unknowns the you know being able to just do it the way you want to do it is something special he's lived at so it just it it kind of makes sense you know um i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a curveball How far ahead of where in time? Because they're outside of time, mm-hmm. right? Is the time stone green because Loki controls time already? Uh, I was thinking. I, <laughs> I was, hey, listen. Is I he was, already like kind of like the weird kind of loop or whatever, like. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could get behind on it, like just seeing how the show, like I said, with time loops and everything, he's now god of time. Like, yeah, I could definitely see that. Everything yeah. they actually do with time and time manipulation in the MCU up to this point, green. up to this show, has been green. Everything you see, you know, like it's all it's always green, except for in this show. Until you get to the end until of it, get to the end of Loki. Yep. Yeah, and that's kind of crazy. Yep. Hey, no, I'm gonna say I yes. Think, I'm no, saying yes. I was pretty because every time once that happened, I was just like, hmm, like Loki didn't have this time stuff. So, and listen, if that's and if that is the truth, like at some point, I, I would need a conversation like between him and Strange. Like, listen, listen, the only reason you were able to do that stuff is because of me. I mean, I'm sure that it's it's coming at some at some point, man. Again, if they doing if they doing what it seems like, obviously they're doing what the comics is doing. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I thought sure about. I was like, oh, he's turning to Loki Prime, like Gage was uh, explaining last weekend. My man, is, oh, my man is okay. the god of stories, bro. Hey, listen, he comes god of stories, and your prime dog, the god of time, the king of time. Like it's just like it, you can just give him so many titles at this point, like. How he normally would introduce himself to somebody is like, you know, I'm Loki, son of Asgard, son of Odin. Uh, like it's like he yeah. has like these newer titles mm-hmm. now that he could just throw out there to folks. Um, the god of stories, bro. And his variants have to exist. And like he who remains already told him, and I was a little confused about this, but he who remains was like, my variants are already out there. Right. Like, it's you know, it's nothing you can do. So that tells us that even with this. That this is what's intended to happen. This Ouroboros, this loop of time, is literally a loop. Of t- it's already happened. Mm-hmm. And Loki's is figuring it out again, which to me means that he's been the person that is the god of stories the whole time. That part of the story is him rem- removing he who remains from being the person at the end of time. And him becoming the person that's at the end of time. The god that's at the end of time. Because that's how it all works that's just that's you know what it is so you know time bro time story hey i dig it 
But, uh, I mean, quickly to go through, you know, we see Loki, you know, grabbing those branches at the time. Eventually opens a portal to what we can tell us. We see the throne at the end of time. He goes through the portal and all those branches, those timelines, they all go with him as he goes through the portal. And, of course, space just becomes dark where they're at in the TVA. Um, and I thought this was very, it was very cool to see my man look, you know, taking those steps going up the steps you know grabbing those branches and listen that whole entire thing was dope the shout out to my man house shoes and listen my man gotta be comfortable in doing all this um but you know grabbing house these shoes. branches it's like almost like he's giving new life to these branches and you start to see them become like his cape they start integrating into his cape as he's walking up the steps and it's like my man my man is finally stepping up to be like he doesn't necessarily want to be this this king or this god but he knows like this is what he has to do gets to the top takes his place on the throne we see him pull all these branches of time together um and the camera of course zooms out and we come back to where the tva is at and initially when we see it it almost looks like the loom actually in place but then we see the camera angle shift and it ends up becoming a giant tree this tree of time so yeah it's interesting which i was going to get it like Idrisil, Idrisil, yeah i know you're good with uh norse mythology i know i know a little bit enough that this this works for me um but to see that tree show up which one it brings loki's character like really full circle here obviously mm -hmm. that tree is used in norse mythology we've seen it in thor we've seen it in the movies we know it connects the nine realms it connects the human world like it connects every single honestly for this point in the mcu it literally branches and connects everything together i mean branches i think is the, is the proper term when you think about it to go alongside with the tree so yeah i i was like yo this is this is loki's story like like this is like this a good how you want to make the good trilogy you want to make a good trilogy you want it to end on a good note like like this is it but you hope that they don't make the fourth one that ends up messing it up or whatever. But my man, my man's story is just perfect at this point. My man ends up becoming this king, this god. But of course, in doing so, he has to be alone. Like Gage, I think we, we've said this numerous times that hey, Loki is gonna have to be or is he who remains at this point in time, which essentially is what he has He's to do in order to save and to give everybody this chance. Um, it's his glorious purpose. It's his glorious purpose. It's his glorious purpose. It's the thing that he's been striving for since the first time we met Loki. Mm -hmm. And we've seen what a version of Loki ends up being. The one that we follow ends up dying anyway, right? Mm -hmm. um, by the time he figures out that there's a purpose greater than him. Right, that that and that is worth a sacrifice. And knowing that in order to lead, in order to be a king, a leader, the you know, whatever, a CEO, you have there have to be sacrifices. And that's those sacrifices aren't supposed to be the people around you. It's things that you sacrifice of yourself. It's it's your time, it's your energy, it's Things you want to go do that you can't go do because you need to stay and make decisions. You need to, you know, be left behind to take care of certain things while other people go do other other things. Like that's just 
his his role in wanting to lead to be a leader his belief that he's supposed to be a king or that there's more to it for him all correct but all under the the his issue has always been that he's wanted to do it his way and that there were no sacrifices for him everybody else just kind of falls on swords for him and in this case he's realized that all right so i'm gonna have to i have to take the l like i did all of this because i i didn't want to be alone and i didn't want to lose my friends and whatever but in order to give them the opportunity to have life and to have a fighting chance i have to go somewhere else and be alone that's what's necessary and so he spent centuries with them he got a lot of time with them <laughs> you know what i mean in some in some manner and so now you know he could have just kept slipping as much as he wanted just to kind of hang out to spend more time he could have slipped mm -hmm. back the times where he was hanging out with with sylvie maybe he did you know what i mean mm -hmm. and you know we don't you know we don't yeah. know right but you know coming to the realization and knowing like all right this is what it's gonna take I think it's absolutely I think it's full circle and I think he's been the god of stories the entire time the MCU has existed as a matter of fact I think he's been the god of stories since like the early 2000s for us with the original X-Men franchise that's what I think Ooh. I think one of them I think one of them strands my man grabbed up you know what I'm saying and roped into the trees he pulled that timeline in <laughs> I agree <laughs> but Loki, of course, assumes that position. Um, and afterwards, you know, we cut to a black screen and we just get the word after to show up. Now, I, I don't know how much time has passed since th those events and us coming back to the TVA. Because, of course, the, the TVA is back and fully functional. Of course, you clearly see some different changes. We see, you know, posters of the tree of Idrisil on the wall. It's like clearly some time has passed because they've rebuilt everything back to full working order again or at least a stable working order maybe is the way to say um and we hear comments you know talking about like this is where we get an easter egg little small thing for some people if you didn't watch certain movies it it would have it would have went past you super quick um but you know we learn about you know we're looking to see if any of these other king variants have figured out anything as of yet uh, and Mobius was like, well, hey, we did have this incident on 616, which clearly is the MCU timeline. But he was like, nah, they took care of it. Like that one, that one was a wrap. Uh, give us that, that, that talk back to Ant-Man Quantumania. And I was like, oh, my man Scott Lang, my man Scott Lang will end up having to get pulled to the TVA for something at some point in time. <laughs> So, it's weird because he said he specifically says this 616 adjacent yeah. timeline as if it's not the 616 the like the comics 616 but it's the mcu 616 realm he says realm mm -hmm. he calls it a realm which i think is interesting i think different timelines are going to be called different realms i think that when they refer to what's happening in deadpool when they refer to what's happening in the x-men universe what was happening in the spider-man universe the raimi universe or whatever i feel like they're going to refer to them as realms maybe in some way and that's a thing that they'll do but he says the 616 adjacent realm which means like 
it isn't necessarily the 616, but it's a lot like it or is next to it or something. But it definitely also means that like either they're wrong, either Mobius is wrong about what happened or nah, that Kang was weak and got beat by Ant-Man. <laughs> And uh, everything Sin felt about how terrible that was, and like Kang's not a threat, and they haven't shown me why he's a threat. You're absolutely oh, right. Right. <laughs> that wasn't the one to be. <laughs> it was not. Which it's not the one? We'll he's so one of the ones, but he's not the one. Yeah, right? Because like, yeah, he got he <laughs> did get whooped by the ants family. Dog. And so I imagine down the road somewhere, Scott Lang is going to end up having another interaction with the Kang. And I think Sin, I think you've said this before. Hey, he gonna think that this this Kang is the same one. And Ant Man probably gonna get body by that. <laughs> probably. Like, oh, you 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 not built the same as the one that I fought. Like, mm. I went hands with, with, with my Kang, <laughs> even though he was whooping. I mean, he didn't though. He was getting whooped. <laughs> was say, getting he was getting he was getting dog crappy. Now. Definitely was getting whooped by that king. Like he definitely was hey, not. Gonna he have his whole empire with a gang of ants. Hey, facts. And some rebels. <laughs> my man gonna release another book. It's gonna outline all that that went down <laughs> in the quantum realm. <laughs> Part two of it. Uh, but of course, you know, we're, so we're back in the TVA. Um, we do see uh, B15 and Mobius start having a conversation. Like, you know, she's saying, "Hey, they they need you in the room." Like, clearly, the war room, like everybody's at but my man mobius is kind of like they, they 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 can do without me and we see that mobius is having that decision to end up stepping away from the tva um we don't even know exactly to what extent that is going to look like as far as him stepping away um but we do see of course b15 goes into that war room where we it looks like you know plans you know they're they're monitoring they're doing their thing uh, i forget her name that was like the leader of the table when they were having the discussions the first time. Um, oh, the judge? The judge, yeah. yeah. We see her, of course, back in her spot, kind of doing the whole entire thing. Uh, you know, the camera moves around a couple of times. Uh, like we see OB uh, back in, I'm gonna call his dungeon, of course. He now has a second volume of the TVA handbook uh, that has been rewritten. Uh, I guess obviously with using Idrisil probably instead of all the other things. I don't know if necessarily he's taking, I guess the loom stuff is probably going to come out of the book because there's no, technically there's no need for it anymore. Maybe he'll have notes and something for it for whatever. Um, we also do go and we actually go back to seeing Victor Timely as a child once again. That same scene that we saw at the beginning of the season where Renslayer and Miss Menace came through to drop the TVA handbook in his window. Um, that doesn't happen. He's just in there making making the candles. So clearly we see that Victor Timely doesn't become that version of himself. But I don't know about you guys, so my mind is thinking now. I'm like, okay, well, we have Victor Timely at the TVA outside of time. Is that version of Timely still there or did they have to like put him back somewhere and then they fix things and so he doesn't I don't know exactly what that's going to be at this point the only thing that I can think of is one I'm just thinking Kang as a whole is that the eventually because clearly the Kang War is still a thing 
is that there's there's another thing out there that is that is puppeteering this whole entire thing. I don't know about y'all. I'm just thinking that he's trying to strategically put his variants in certain places, maybe, and so he can eventually go back. I don't know. That that that's just far down the road. And I know we'll we'll spec we can speculate on that until the end of time <laughs> uh to see it. I tried. Um you did. <laughs> I tried. Um after that we shift to Mobius. Uh, we see him standing outside of, of course, his house in that timeline. He's finally decided to go see what things could have been like. You know, we see him, his two sons, of course, outside the house doing their thing. Um, I, I feel like, like Gage, you said it before, uh, whoever his wife was that we don't, what we're, we're guessing, of course, we never see if she got snapped or whatever. I, I don't know if that's going to end up playing some type of role maybe later on. Um, we see Sylvia, of course, come quickly talk to Mobius about him, you know, seeing what could be possible. Um, so clearly the two of them are looking like they're just going to exist outside of the TVA. They're going to exist outside, I guess, the, the main sacred timeline. I don't know exactly what it is they're going to do at this point for them. Uh, they just look like they're just going to be on the outskirts of everything. Maybe if that moment presents itself when they need to come back in to do something, they're going to be available to it. Um, but I guess almost it's safe to say maybe uh, since this Loki, of course, he's watching over time. He's being the god of stories. Sylvie is probably going to be our Loki for like the whole, the rest of like the MCU, the multiversal war. Whenever we get to it, I feel like maybe she's going to be the swap because the Loki story seems like it's I don't want for better word I'll say complete, but I can't imagine that that Loki doesn't show up to do something at some point with everything else that we're going to have going on afterwards for it. Um, the only other piece really to talk about, uh, they do shift to Renslayer. Uh, we do see her in that same type of space once Loki got pruned the time we saw him show up with all the other Lokis. Um, and they made it a point to have that camera, of course, zoom around, pan down one showing us pyramids of course wherever she was so obviously we know there is a king that has ties to egypt with pyramids so that's obviously looking like that could potentially be a thing but they also pan down and we see the plaque of the tva that has like their catchphrase on it and we see a part of it you know completely covered by grass so i'm guessing maybe somehow that where that actual location is is maybe another area where the TVA was I'm guessing a point in time or I don't know if this is like an area where like universes have started to like collide with each other I I don't know we don't get too much of that the last part of that we do see Renslayer of course look up into the sky and we see of course that purple glow on her which clearly we're guessing is that creature that Loki and them had to fight before trying to get Loki out of there. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what she sees. She looks like she has a smile on her face. So maybe it's a little more to that. Obviously, we just get that quick little thing and it goes away from her. And of course, the show just closes with us going back and seeing Loki and his glorious purpose being the god of time, watching over everything. He's just just sitting on the throne. Looks like a tear maybe wants to drop down, but I think my man is like content with what it is that he 
what he's in place to do and what he has to keep watch over everything at this point for it. And that is what brings us to the close of season two of Loki. Um, definitely is a good place. I think this story is a, is a good place to complete it. But at the same time, there's definitely, I feel like, more that we can clearly add on at this point. It's just a matter of if it's going to be another season of Loki or if some of this story ends up spilling over, of course, into the movies at this point. Um, obviously, these are just things that we're going to have to, once again, hang around and see where it goes. But how do we feel as the uh, how do we feel as Loki uh, season two as a whole, though, gentlemen? I thought I, I thought it ended on a high note. I think it ended strongly overall. The whole season one and two together, season two just by itself, I think it ended on a, on a really strong high note. And I wasn't like the super biggest fan of the first season of Loki or whatever. And some of the time travel stuff, you know, did get confusing as we were going through this. But overall, overall where it landed, it, la- it landed on a high note for me. So I'm, I'm pleasantly pleased, I would say, at the end. Dig it. Gage, where, pleasantly, where are you? Pleasantly pleased. Put that on a shirt, bro. <laughs> I was pleasantly pleased. <laughs> Mainly, I, I think overall, I think the show is a. I'd give it a solid eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think, I think, you know, it had, it definitely has its ups and downs. I have issues with certain things that happen, but overall, um. In terms of just doing what the MCU has been really good at doing and finding a way to bring things full circle, mm-hmm. finding a way to kind of call back to to old episodes or old movies or, old, you know what I mean? Like it just, it does that very well. Um, I think that for the most part, this, uh, I'm, 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 I mean, this is the best show i think that 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 the mcu has done mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i just i think and and so for this particular season of it though again it feels kind of confusing and so forth as it's as it's as it's starting um you know i think it i think it puts a really solid bow on it you know what i mean and and I couldn't really recommend it to people without recommending they watch the first season. Like you need to watch that first season. You know what I mean? For any of this to really matter. Um, and it probably is stronger if you watch it all together, to be honest. Like it probably is a lot stronger if you watch them and all of what happened in that first season is still very fresh. But um, I think it does a good job of putting a solid cap on what we do know and leaving solid questions that give them enough space to to you know weave things in and out where they need to what happens with a mobius i don't know i i thought my man was gonna go back and he was gonna be with his be kids with i didn't That's think he was gonna I go back and watch, and over watch his kids i'm like oh well now you're just a creep dog like i don't know what <laughs> what does that mean because i don't i don't i don't know what that means for him and i don't know if that means that there's a mobius spinoff or something like him and him and uh the other Loki, him and Sylvie just going off and and doing things behind the scenes with time or something like that's just kind of creepy. Like I don't know what that means for Mobius. Does he get to go and live his own life? Because he didn't go to his timeline. He had to have just gone to a timeline. Mm-hmm. 
because in his timeline he left mm-hmm. right so he went to a timeline that must have been a timeline where he didn't leave right or he went back before that happened you know what i mean or something like that i don't know what timeline he's on but he had to have been yanked from the sacred timeline which i'm not sure exists anymore i mean right. i guess it does but i don't think the sacred timeline exists anymore because the whole purpose of him averting the fact that there was a loom the loom was there as a failsafe to make sure that only the sacred timeline existed and so it continues in that loop and it just gets rid of all the other timelines all the branch timelines so now there's nothing but timelines and trees and branches like it's just it's all one thing so it's like there is no sacred timeline which basically means at this point no one timeline is more important than any other so yes there's a kang that's out there the question is is that a kang that exists in the x-men universe and a kang that exists in the spider-man raimi universe is it a kang that exists in the the no way home universe is it a, a kang that exists in the what if universe which you know we'll see what what if is like you know next month or whatever but but now there is no sacred timeline meaning that all of the timelines are equally important and so now we got to have a battle world because we need one timeline apparently you know what i mean so we gotta there's going to be something and again kang is gonna have when kang figures out from whatever those timelines are and it'll be crazy for them to again refer to it and it'd be like him just in the deadpool universe and a version of him that's in the 2000s x-men universe or the first class universe or you know whatever it is or the x-men 97 x-men 92 universe that one will be cartoon version of slim shows up bro like if you don't play with me dog if in x-men 97 when they do that show if there's a kang that's in that bro i'm gonna lose it dog (laughs) i'm loose and for real I'm about to crown Kevin Feige the god of stories, bro. He better <laughs> always show up wearing green and horns and a because, like, if they do that, dog, like now it's just like all of it, all of it is yeah. possible, all of it exists, yeah. and no piece of it being more important. Like, I, there are event. There's an Avengers show I really like. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Earth Mightiest Heroes, and then there's the one they did after that when they canceled the good one, and when I'm like. One of these is the real one. Nah, they're all both important. <laughs> I actually just put you know that on my, uh, on my tablet to watch when I was at work. So, what? Earth, bro. Bro. Yeah, I've never seen I've only seen like the first few episodes of it. Bro. But I know I know so much happens like that's happening in the MCU now, so I want to sit down and watch it just to, you Man, know, just to help. Secret Invasion in that joint, bro? That's yeah. the real so, Secret like, Invasion. Yeah. So now, I think, again, I think that's the beauty of what this just did. And so I don't think you can under state the importance of what just happened in this show and what what it means to the greater mcu and what they're able to do um and i you know son and i had a conversation about uh with our friend adam about how you know now it's like marvel and the mcu is in a place to do shows that aren't for everybody and you're maybe not necessarily supposed to watch everything in the same way when you walk in a comic book store you pick up the comics you're interested in that doesn't change the fact that the books you're not reading there are canon events that are happening in those books but you're not reading those books 
So you might find them in a little footnote somewhere in a book you are reading. And maybe that makes you go and pick it up or you go and you check it out. But you can't read it all. You can't keep track of everything. Right. So then they do an event that brings everything together. And they're like, oh, World War Hulk. Well, you need to read X-Men. You need Mm -hmm. to read Avengers. You need to read this. You need to read this. And they do have a timeline that's in all these other books that exist. Right. So when they're like, oh, yeah, there's a Kang that exists in that old Fantastic Four universe, the first one, and then the second one, when Michael B. Jordan is, is listen, Michael B. Jordan's variants are, <laughs> he's, listen, it just, hey, yo, it's kind of Michael B. Jordan is a Kang variant? <laughs> Not, well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but I'm just, like, but the idea, again, that, like, he... That, that that if there's a king that comes from that Fantastic Four universe, and that would make sense, and that is a thing that Doctor Doom finds out, oh, there's this person that can do this thing with time and da-da-da, whatever, and that's how we get our Doctor Doom that now comes into the MCU, and is the person that's sitting at the end of Battle World, which is how it's supposed to happen based on the comics. Now, it's like it can happen. It's all, it's all fair game. It all makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need an Illuminati. This, this, I again, we talked about it before, but I just, I don't think you can really measure how important this moment is mm-hmm. for the MCU. What it does for the past of the actual MCU, what it does for the future of the MCU, and how it makes other pieces of of cinematic history that aren't MCU part of the MCU because now their timelines really do exist quote unquote within this timeline because time has always been green in the MCU and that has to be because this dude's been the person the whole time pulling the strings the whole time it's kind of nuts Hey, my man inserted himself. And look, uh, wasn't that Thanos probably really was getting ready to go down, but he's like, nah, I need to, I need to interrupt that. Let me just go put myself in the position to be like, Thanos send me down there because like, maybe Thanos is going to go down there and actually body everybody in that point in time. But I don't know. Dig it. Fans, you can get it. I dig it. So I think it sounds like around the horn, I think we're all at eights it sounds like yeah four yeah. I'm, I'm good with an eight i think it, it ended well um it stuck the landing with the ending i know that's that was that's always our worst fears that we get to this point and then the landing doesn't get stuck but i i think they did a very well job with the way loki ended um well gentlemen that that brings us to the end of another disney plus mcu show um we only got a couple things Marvel left for the year. So we got the Marvels. And of course, we got What If in December. So definitely some conversations to be had, uh, especially to see if Loki, of course, branches into either one of the two of these um, or if they're going to let it be for a little bit. But I think we had a good ending to the season. So uh, let us know what you guys think. Did you enjoy this last episode of season two? Did you enjoy season two as a whole? Please share us with your thoughts and opinions of what you believe. Um, but for the homie Gage, for the homie Sin, this has been your final spoiler boys for Loki season two, episode six. 
uh we will catch you next time deuces loading snacks Ow.